Thanks for joining us on another episode of Beyond Real Estate with Jalik. We're here with our business bookend this week. And what are the defining moments in our lives and how do they shape us? How can we create more positive memories and experiences? These are fundamental questions we all have and want to better understand. My name is Nick Gumper and with me as always is Jalen McKenna. And in this week's episode of Business Bookend, part of the Beyond Real Estate podcast, Jalen and I discuss important takeaways from the power of moments. We will be looking into these big questions I mentioned, as well as the importance of positive reinforcement and feedback, why shared experiences are so powerful and how to change your mindset to create lasting memories. If you want to learn how to make your life more memorable, stay tuned. Welcome to Beyond Real Estate with Jalen, the podcast discussing parenting, real estate, and business. Every week we go in depth on how to become successful in life and business. Nick, take it away. So Jalen, with that introduction and with that being said, what are the defining moments in our lives and how do they shape us? I'll throw that very broad open-ended question your way first. What are your thoughts? Yeah, defining moments. First, I would say let's just define those. So defining moments are the ones that no matter what your age is, you understand that at that point in time, you were forced to go down one path or another. And that was shaping for you for one reason or another. So it, that can vary on where you were in life, what the event was, and ultimately what path that had you take. Because it might mean that you were on one particular path in life and then some sort of moment occurred and it took you down another path. And so I think we can all go back to that, to whatever comes to mind when thinking of that. Hey, I was going down the science route and then I got really into literature and now I'm an editor for a newspaper. For me personally, I went to college thinking I was going to be an astrophysicist. And now here I am being a content creator, systems integration specialist and loan officer. Very interesting amount of moments that had to occur just within my own experience to get me to where I am today. So I think that is going to be the definition of defining moments. Some examples, some brief examples were in there of how they shaped us. Deciding that I wanted to get a degree in philosophy instead, which I didn't actually get, but going down that route then allowed for me to explore some different perspectives of where I wanted to be in life and also what I didn't want to do in life. The philosophy degree, I didn't get that because I didn't want to either teach philosophy or be in HR, which are the two biggest degree uses of that particular degree. Nick, I'm going to throw that one right back at you, but give us a little bit more. Uh, give us a few examples of some defining moments in your life and how those defining moments shaped you to get you to where you currently are as a realtor, because that definitely wasn't a very linear progression from what you were doing just a few years ago. Sure. What comes to mind first with defining moments is how we remember defining moments and how often in the power of moments in the book, it comes back to this idea that so often we remember the beginnings and endings mm. somewhat clearly or much more clearly than what all the jargon was in the middle. And I think that's a very interesting reality that all of us have. When we look back at our childhoods, right? The defining memorable moments are the, usually the beginning of something or the end of something. And you're just like, but I don't remember all the pieces that happened to give me there. And I remember the ending and it sucked. Yeah. Or I, I remember the ending and it was brilliant. So with that being said, a couple of my memorable defining moments, definitely Brazil travel had to deal with defining moments in my life because it opened my eyes with what normal was. And I'm such an advocate of travel for that very reason. 
because I think we get stuck in our own echo chambers or our own realities. Not that they're false realities, but it's one, one example. And I think the more people in general, whether it be kids, teenagers, or adults can travel, the more experiences you open yourself up to, to have just an open mind as to doing something a little bit different way or having a little bit more appreciation for what you have. I think it's very easy to complain about what we don't have. And I think by traveling, that was a defining moment for me to be like, wow, I have it pretty good. Now you have something to compare to. Give yeah. an example. I remember going down to Brazil in 2001. Um, that was my first time down there. And you could see the wires going into the shower head. And they told us like, hey, be careful because this isn't America. And if you get shocked, like you'll might get shocked. Not that you're gonna just stand there and get electrocuted, but I, I had a teammate that, that I was then there in 2007 playing and he literally got shot a couple times <laughs> while he was trying to mess with that nozzle while he's in it. So funny to look back onto it. But again, that perspective of not every, not every place is the same. And I think that's hard to just talk about, especially with people just, that just haven't had something similar of an experience. Because again, you don't have that appreciation for it. Other defining moments, you alluded to the real estate one. So me choosing to step away from the soccer space, nothing bad happened. It was me coming to the realization to say, I feel like moving into real estate was a better opportunity for me and my family, my growing family, to have more control over what comes in, right? With your paycheck. So again, nothing wrong with soccer, it afforded me so many opportunities growing up and it allowed me the opportunity to then take that next step into real estate and so many pieces that I took from it. That was a defining moment for me because it's the unknown, right? You're not guaranteed yeah. anything in this space as you very well know. And so as much as that could be scary, I think it's more of an opportunity, right? And define your moments. Don't let your moments define you. If something bad happens, how can you rewrite that? And that's how, where I wanna go next with this conversation is the power of moments talks about how do you take those lulls in your life and put a silver lining on it? How does a restaurant take a bad review and make it into a good experience or a good follow-up to try to control that bad outcome yeah. versus it just compounds on itself. Yeah, yeah. Because there again, we on that one we've seen though, for like anyone that's like, I don't know how you would turn like a bad restaurant review. We've all seen examples of how to turn a bad restaurant review into a horrendous PR nightmare where they, you know, you, you respond to someone's review and everyone's just like, wow, that restaurant owner did not handle that well at all. They started attacking the client or what have you. And so that's one way that you can be like, that's how you don't do it. Yeah, Nick, why don't you explain how that concept is covered in the power of moments of turning something like a bad review into something positive for your business and its reputation and some other things there. Yeah, I mean, I alluded to the idea of follow-up, right? It's, what do you do with that information? What do you do with that bad experience? There again in life, the title of the book, The Power of Moments. And The Power of Moments talks about the awareness to recognize, what was it, wrote it down, transitions, milestones, and pits. And a negative review or a negative experience is a pit. And how do you define that moment so it doesn't define your business or the way you do things, right? Someone says, you're a piece of crap. You totally made me do that. And it's like, <laughs> How can you come back to that and address it versus get defensive about it or just totally ignore it? So yeah. that restaurant experience, for example, it's going, they use that story and shared an experience and that owner 
I don't know, gave them like a free, hey, this one's on us if you come back and use this next time. So sorry for that experience. It won't happen again. And nice. now it's following through again with actions and giving something for nothing, right? Yeah. And saying, but if you're not good, you aren't going to be doing that <laughs> crap. They called me out for what I am. And people tend to hide when they aren't sincere or they're not that good at something. I think that's that reality. So it's just that self-awareness of recognizing how can I turn that negative into a positive versus just let that negative hang on to be a negative and puts me in a bad mood and I don't want to talk to people. And it, again, it becomes a problem. Yeah. Yeah. And then it's, it just compounds on itself. Now you're realizing that that was a turning point and it's now what could have been a positive memory of how you overcame something negative to now being a negative memory because you weren't able to make those correct adjustments. And so now, yeah, you're living in a completely different world than you could have otherwise. And you think about the follow-up and how that redefines how someone remembers you. Yeah. And there again, the power of moments is yep. how do you want that interaction to end? Because again, people hang on to beginnings and endings. And yeah. if you let that person that had a bad experience at your store, at your restaurant, your service with you, and you let that be the last thing that happens, you can dang well be sure that they're <laughs> going to hang on to that saying, I don't know what happened before it. He might've been a nice person and a good restaurant, but I know what happened on the ending and it sucked. Yep. Versus I can follow up, apologize, address it, giving, give them something for nothing, whatever that is, and say, that's how I want to write this story. Yeah, absolutely. And that goes to our next point we wanted to cover, which is the importance of positive reinforcement and feedback. So whether that's giving positive reinforcement to the current situation that you're in and continuing to feed that positive, don't think that you earned a good review or a you've earned a good experience because of just one part of that customer's journey, but the continual act of positive reinforcement and requesting feedback as well as giving feedback to make sure that both you and your customer, client, family member, whatever this is being applied to, is continually communicated between both of you, whether that's you giving positive feedback to them or requesting feedback on how you've been acting. So I wanted to touch on a main focal point of this book, which was, again, the focus of memories and how we chunk information and remember things, being transitions, being hits and being milestones. So transitions, maybe it's a change in your job. Maybe it's a change yeah. you got promoted into a new position, or maybe it's just a brand new job. Those are life defining moments that we all hang on to that I think a, a company that does a very good job takes notice of those things. They celebrate yeah. that promotion versus it's just Groundhog Day. It's like, <laughs> yeah, I got a promotion, but no one does anything. Yeah. One of the things that stuck with me is certain companies tracking how long someone's been with them. So they're making a moment from, hey, you've been now, you've now been with us 1,000 days. There's nothing real significant about that, but for all of us in our brains, it's, wow, that's a long time. Yeah. That is, there, there's something memorable about it. And certain companies have gone as far as to do those little memories to create those things. Milestones, you think of something challenging, something hard. Jay, I know I shared this with you in a prior conversation we had, but milestones of transitioning from one age to a new age. Yeah. And something that was in the book was the most common time to run a marathon was when that decade ended in nine, because mm. psychologically we have this idea of, I want to go out with a bang. <laughs> I am done with my twenties and so many people choose to do, whether it's, I don't know, maybe it's skydiving, maybe it's something a little bit more risky. 
it's interesting how there's proof in the pudding to say people want memorable moments when there's those transitions from one decade into a new decade. Yeah, which makes sense. You can also then say I did that in my 30s versus I waited until my 40s to do it. But whether that's at 40 or at 39, the real difference isn't too much. But at the same time, you are expressing how you did something. You're basically expressing how you did something better and you're representing that better across the entire decade of whether you're your 30s, your 40s, 50s. And you're saying, hey, I did this when I was only that old. Sure. Versus versus saying that you did nothing for a whole decade. Yep. <laughs> like, that's also a big thing. I don't think uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson is having any concerns when he's, what, 49 or whatever, when he's turning 49 or 59. Yeah, he's probably not too worried about how his previous decade of life was right. perceived or experienced. But for the average person, that does make sense. That transition is scary. And saying at least I did this when I was still in, in my 30s or my 20s. Sure. Uh, makes it sound like you've done a lot more than maybe you actually have, but it's a, you understand why people do it. Well, it goes back to the psychological idea of hanging on the moments. What becomes the yeah. defining moment for me to remember in when you, re- you remember endings. So I remembered how I went out in my twenties. I remember how I went out in my thirties. Yep. And again, it just paints our personal stories and our personal pictures. And I think that's interesting. The psychological realities that in how, and what we remember and what we don't remember based on significant, yeah. Yeah, significant experiences we encounter or that we create. Yeah. But Jake, so let's segue into this this point in why shared experiences are so powerful. We're, I think that's an interesting one because we all want connection. And that, that yeah. book touches on it of creating memories that are exactly that, that it's with somebody else. A, it becomes more, usually becomes more memorable. Yeah. And that's why we want to be a part of groups. That's why we want to do things whether it's within our schools, within our work, we have a sense of belonging. And I think that's yeah. a very human thing, but it just gives that much more appreciation, maybe is the right word, for why shared experiences are so powerful because you have that in common now. And, could, go ahead. And it also validates your experience too. If someone else comes away from an experience with the same perspective of that experience as you did, then your experience is now validated by someone else, which we're all constantly looking for validation in how we're going about life and what we're wanting to do or what we deem successful is usually based on whether or not other people would perceive us as successful. And so when you have that shared experience and someone else has a similar experience as yours, and you both have the same takeaways from that experience, you now have your experience and and your point of view being validated to some degree, which then just puts more value on it. Yeah, I think of back in the sports world, as a soccer coach for a number of years, it's I tried to be intentional about creating difficult situations for the Mm -hmm. team to work through. I know in the college world, a lot of college coaches would have very difficult physical testing Right? Because as a team, if you're yep. getting through that together, that pain, that suffering that you're going through, and when I can look to my right and to my left to say, you're doing it with me, it gives you a little bit more of a push versus doing it by yourself. And again, it creates that memorable experience of looking back in hindsight saying, that sucked for an experience going through the conditioning phase, but that got us to get to where we are. And I think that was an interesting one that always stuck with me was those shared experiences within a team dynamic, make a team bond that much closer. I think there's there in lies the great mystery of like, how do you create team chemistry? Number one, it's something yeah. you work on. You don't just create it. But number two, put them in difficult situations to solve problems together. 
And now you create those memorable situations and those shared experiences to be like, they know my pain, they know that challenge to work through that. And I think there's a lot of, a lot of truth to that in yeah. terms of, again, why it becomes more valuable, more memorable when things are done in groups. To that point, you can look at basically anything that's a well-oiled, well-ran machine, the, whether that's elite military is a great example. Yeah. They, you're weeding people out, doing super difficult things, but then those guys and gals are, are considered brothers and sisters to each other for the rest of their lives. And they, they take bullets for each other. So if that isn't a perfect example of why shared experiences are so powerful, I don't know what is. <laughs> yeah. If you're willing to take a bullet for someone because you went through such a kick-ass program. Now, Nick, let's wrap up on this last one, which I think is definitely interesting and would love to hear your view on it and some ideas you have on it. But how to change your mindset to create lasting memories so that we all have those, we're all going through life in the same world at the same speed. But some people seem to be living a much more fulfilling life and a much more memorable life than others. So what can we do to change our mindset to create those lasting memories that will give us more of that fulfillment at the end of the day? It's a topic that we've talked about on this podcast a number of times, but I'll say it again because it answers, I think, this question and it's self-awareness to understand that what we focus on expands. And if we yeah. focus on certain characteristics or look for certain things to happen, they're they tend to happen more often, or we at least notice them happening more often. You ever think of you get a new car and it's a new Mercedes and it's white, and all of a sudden your brain is looking for white Mercedes. It's like, God dang it, there's so many white Mercedes <laughs> out here, but you never picked up on it before you bought it. Yeah. And it's no different in terms of our memories and what we search for to validate whether it's a good memory or a bad memory. What are you searching for? Are you searching in the negative for memories? Yeah. And now you have a very pessimistic outlook on life saying nothing good happens to me because you just remember the bad things. You remember the bad endings. You remember the bad beginning. And all of a sudden that becomes your always. And that becomes your absolute versus those that have a different perspective. They maybe were in that exact same situation, but they're just like, I thought it was pretty good, right? Because their <laughs> yeah. perspective... And their choice was, what did they focus on? They focused on the goods out of that situation that both, you and I both experienced it. But again, what stuck with you? And how do you change that perspective? It's self-awareness. It's, it's you looking in to say, what am I looking for? Because again, if you look for something, you will find more of it. There's yeah. no doubt in my mind about that. And then it's, it's go ahead. I was just going to say on that one, if, if for anyone that's looking for the perfect example of this, just think of the first job you ever had. So usually some low wage income job that's crappy hours. And now just remember, there was definitely that one person that was seemingly way too happy to be there. Like, <laughs> why are you happy being here like it's four in the morning it's five in the morning it's a crappy shift it, you just woke up but you're just like pumped and excited to work this crappy job and it's that is the perfect example of how just a simple change in maybe not simple simple but not easy change in mindset can create a much different experience and they're creating better and happier and longer lasting memories than you are from that same job and nothing is different between you two when it comes to the actual work itself, besides how you're perceiving the work you're doing. Yeah, and that, what it comes to mind, I have this written in my note that I look at on a regular basis, and I've always kept it, God, I've had this in my note for probably three years on my phone. It just says, attitude is free. Yeah. And I think that's a very, what you were just elaborating on made me think of that straight away is, our attitude is free, and we get to choose it. 
and we can come with a good attitude and mindset, or we can come with a bad one. Either way, it's our choice. J- <laughs> Might Jalen influence it? Yeah, he could, but it goes yeah. back again to self-awareness to say, if he has a crappy attitude, I'm not gonna let that bring me down. Because again, we have we all have control of that. So, brilliant. Jay, anything else? A well-built boat can weather any storm. So just keep that with your mentality. How do you want to actually present yourself to the world? How do you actually want to live? Build your boat to reflect that. And no matter what storm you're in, a well-built boat will never sink. Yeah, that's that's my final takeaway. Awesome. <laughs> For everyone out there, we hope you enjoyed this week's episode of Business Bookend. If you want to learn more about how to create lasting memories and make your life more enjoyable, be sure to check out the Power Moments by Chip and Dan Heath. And until next time, this is this time. Remember to take advantage of every moment. Make it count. What are your thoughts on this? Join the conversation by leaving a comment below. And if we have earned it, help the show grow by giving a five-star rating and subscribing to Beyond Real Estate Podcast. And don't forget to share this episode with someone who might benefit from hearing it. Guys, until next time, meet us here, same time, same place. Hopefully we'll talk soon. Cool. Hey, thanks again for listening. If you want to hear more of Jalen McKenna, Colorado's mortgage dad, and his take on the Colorado real estate market or just mortgages and mortgage news in general, check out the links below. Also, check out the links below for more information on products, books, or references made in this podcast. And please don't forget to subscribe, like, and share.